everyone. My name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. And my name is Dr. Matthew Wurwood. This is the Fueling Creativity in Education podcast. On this show, we'll be talking about creativity topics and how they apply to the field of education. We'll be speaking with scholars, educators, and resident experts about their work, challenges they face, and digging deeper into new and varying perspectives of creativity. All with the goal to help fuel a more rich and informed discussion that provides teachers and parents with knowledge they can use at home or in the classroom. So let's begin. Hello and welcome back to our seventh episode of this super duper fun Listen and Learn series, which Cindy and I are absolutely enjoying making. And that's why we're starting to mix up the intro a little bit. But nevertheless, we do want to kind of give you the context. And so what it is, is that this Listen and Learn series is all about us sharing our 10 actions that teachers can take to facilitate or enhance creativity in the classroom. And these 10 actions emerge from our over 200 tips that we've gathered during our podcast interviews with creativity practitioners, researchers, and talented educators. And if you've been listening, you'll know that during each of these episodes, we will share one action and encourage you to generate a one or two sentence summary of how you can apply that action in your classroom for the upcoming school year. To help you with this task, We've created a Google spreadsheet that lists the action, includes some takeaways from Matt and myself, and a space for you to include your one or two sentence summary. The link to this spreadsheet is included in each episode's description. Additionally, if you want to join in an online discussion, check out the creativethinkingnetwork.com to join me in debriefing each of these tips. So our seventh action And they're not in any particular order, we should say. But the seventh episode in the Listen and Learn series is about give students choice. And our first interview clip comes from our discussion with Andrea Mango. I think my second one would definitely be to try to give up some power. Does it really make a difference if they use markers? Does it really make a difference if they sit at their desks? You know, does it make a difference if they work with their best friend? You know, where are the areas that you can give up a little bit of control so they can have a little bit of power? This is an interesting one. I mean, you know, the we're using different words, but I think it really is about making sure children have choice. And so if a child says, hey, can I stand up and do this? You know, can I go and do this on the on the rug? Do you do they have to do it in the table? You know, even though you might, your initial response might be, no, I want everyone sitting at the table. I think what we're hearing in this tip is to just pause, reflect and say, does it have to be done this way? Do they have to sit here? And it's a really interesting concept to reflect on, but I think it does help make the environment become an environment that the students feel belongs to them just as much as it does to the teacher. And I think Andrea brings up a really interesting piece around power and control. Because as educators, we want to have control of our classroom. But what happens if we just give up a little bit of control? And and maybe, maybe power is not the right word, because power seems like you're controlling them. Well, you are controlling them. Hmm. Well, we try and control the environment, though, right? So I think I think that's what you're 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 you know we're touching on ambiguity, maybe based on some of the the other tips that we've touched on. But I think you're right, Cindy. It's it's about the fact that we kind of establish norms and rules at times, not all the time, but at times because it provides us with a certain level of predictability, yes, and control of the environment in 
in a school day that sometimes can be chaotic and we can't always control everything. So let's try and control what we can control. But I think what's interesting here is if we think about it from a student perspective, you know, we might actually be, it, the students might be even more in less control than perhaps anyone. And so making sure that they have some type of control in the environment. And I think what's really important with this tip is there's a certain amount of strategy. You know, Andrea is asking teachers to think about where can you give up control, not necessarily give up total control and not necessarily saying, oh, no, 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 you, you always should, should respond by saying, yes, you can. That's not what she's saying. So I think that's important for us to think about and reflect. So the takeaway is where can we give control? And I think something like, you know, could they stand up as, as opposed to having to sit down? I think it's a good example. Do they have to use the red markers? So what if they use the green markers? Do they have to use felt tips? So what if they use crayon? Well, I think that also fits a bit into another tip I would give around that, which is question your own assumptions. So if you say, well, I want you to write in pencil because you can erase it. Well, can you create something else that could use the pens? Can you do another modality to do the learning with pens? Is there a reason why you have to use a pencil? You know, so I, I think it's also about questioning our assumptions as educators. Does it have to be in this way for them to be successful? Yeah, that's a great way to finish that. I think that's that's wonderful. Okay, our second interview clip comes from administrator Heather Lyon. Creativity is the fuel for engagement. The more the person who is doing the task has the ability to have choice and voice and input and control over what is getting done, the more likely they are to be at least interested, if not absorbed. What's funny about that clip, Matt, is Heather Lyon is currently the assistant superintendent at my old high school, Lewiston Porter. And my greatest, most creative teacher that I always talk about was a teacher named Frank Scalza, who taught a theory of knowledge class. And everything we did in that class was based on our choice and our choices that we made. And I remember it was a high school class. It was all around literature. And I remember making a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon um, out of the book, The Catcher in the Rye. And I remember, remember getting the big, huge video equipment and doing videos around another story that we read. And I just vividly remember everything about that class because we had that power and choice to do the things that we wanted to do to showcase what we had learned. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, that story also reminds me of uh, Dr. Elizabeth Redday, who we had from Ed Advance, who spoke about personalized interest projects. And we spoke a lot about the importance of making sure that interests uh, are connected to what the projects you're engaging with the students. And I think that I understand it can't always happen at every single moment, but I think making sure that there are opportunities for students to choose how they're going to engage in this learning task, making sure students have a choice of what the outcome might be and where possible, making sure students have a choice in the questions that they're asking and what they're exploring, I think is really important. 
All right, Cindy, I think that concludes this episode and this tip. So as a reminder, we are giving away various prizes. But first, you need to complete a few tasks, which we've set up. The first is you have to listen to the end of every single episode where we share a single letter, which will help you identify a code word. And once you have that code word, you simply need to email myself and Cindy at questions at fuelingcreativitypodcast.com. In addition, you must include in that email a one or two sentence summary of how you plan to implement one of the 10 actions for creativity. And if you get that to us before the end of August, we will get you to choose one of the prizes that are available. All right. So what's the code word, Cindy? Or rather, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm not so Cindy, give them the code word, but I will give them a letter. Are you ready? Yes. Drum roll. Okay. The letter is Y. Yo-yo. Yes. Yellow. Yummy. Yelp. Yahoo! Let's end with that. Let's end with Yahoo. My name's Dr. Matthew Werwood. And my name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. <laughs>